Welcome to the Shikilias. We are five siblings who have come to the point where we are ready to tell our story of being Black in Norway. Even though we don't all share the same last name anymore, we wanted this podcast to represent what we have been through as the Shikilia family and also how we have ended up where we are today. So have you ever wondered how it is to be Black in Norway? We'll have a listen to our experiences. Okay, guys, let's set some ground rules before we start. Number one is that we're not allowed to tease each other, okay? Sure. Number two is that we respect each other's opinion. 100%. Yeah. Guys, this is important. <laughs> number three is that it is a safe space. So anybody can say exactly how they feel, what they feel, and they can like feel safe in this area, okay? Yeah, for sure. I agree, 100%. Okay, so I guess we're ready. Okay, guys. So after our last podcast, we had a lot of feedback and some of it centered around the fact that we didn't introduce ourselves. So mm-hmm. we should probably explain that. Does anyone want to uh, elaborate on that? I think um, that's so true. I think that we had this discussion for before we started the first episode of the podcast. So we discussed it and and. I think the reasoning was also because we wanted this to be not about us, me as a person, for example, right? So not about us as individuals, but rather about the experiences that many Black people have. So this is something that many people, many Black people around the world can can resonate with, right? So it wasn't about us as individuals, but rather about something that we many of us not everyone but many of us go through right yeah Mm. and I think also a lot of times when you talk about racism and your experiences people might say things like oh just because one black person experiences it it can't Mm. be that bad Mm -hmm. Uh, but we want to show that the experiences and the examples that we give are actually global experiences Um, a lot of people and a lot a lot of black people around the world experience yeah, for sure. And uh, Barbara, you said that you have, uh, or all of us have gotten feedback from uh, different people who have experienced racism. But I, I know you have a global uh, friend <laughs> circle. So yeah, there were a lot of uh, Black people who told that they could relate. I yeah, saying. I love that. Like hearing from, I think we all got that though, but like hearing from people from around the world saying that, wow, I had like, I was, I felt like you were talking about me in the stories. Like I felt like I was there because I experienced the same thing. So, so I think that was, um, although we know, but it was also very interesting just seeing like from every corner of the world, uh, yeah. different people saying that they can relate and then how, how they, and other people saying that they, oh, wow, I never experienced that. Right. So, mm-hmm. but I experienced something similar. So I think that was very interesting. And I think, that really covers why we didn't want to like properly like not want to but we didn't see the need to properly introduce ourselves mm-hmm. yeah That's yeah true. definitely yeah so yeah we're going to talk a little about um traveling while black because uh we all have some experiences with that what are your experiences with traveling as a black person i think it's uh, a lot of like uh, different experience from country to country. And it depends like if you 
are well known in those countries if you live there or if you are just like visiting the country. But there's some countries that I have very good experience with and there's others that I have not so good experience with, I would say. Yeah. I remember I read something uh, interesting on, I think it was on Instagram a few months ago, uh, that like whenever you plan a trip with a Black person, like the fir- one of the first things that many Black people would think about is, is it safe for me to go there, right? Yeah, That's exactly. Many, many other like people from different races would not have the same thought as the first thing in terms of, will they accept my color? Will they accept me there? Yeah, and especially you guys if you're traveling with uh, someone that is not Black and you have to try to explain it's really yeah. uncomfortable actually to try to explain why you wouldn't want to travel to a certain country uh, yeah I've had that debate before with friends and it's actually very hurtful because they don't seem to understand and mm. you're having to explain that oh I'm I'm afraid because I've heard that for example they they kill black people there or they mm. I heard that they beat up a black person there um so I think that's also- very uncomfortable I heard that there's no black people there, right? <laughs> yeah, and you don't know how they're going to react when they see you if you're the only black person there. Mm. That's true. Sometimes I think that maybe there should be, like, you know, the uh, at least here in Norway, we have, like, the list of where you can travel and what you have to think about before traveling some places and stuff like that, which mm. sometimes it, it existed for us. Sometimes actually be nice to have a, uh, some kind of knowledge of, what other people have experienced in uh, these countries. In the sense of knowing what's out there, right? So if I'm going to like a new country where I never heard like of anyone who's been there before, or I never known, know anybody who's been there before, uh, but it would be good to read about some other people's, some other black people's experiences in those countries as well before going, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. and I'm also thinking about like airports when you travel um, for example, when you travel in a group, I know we were talking about Ukraine uh, last time. Mm. Uh, I just remember how we were traveling as a group of siblings. So there was three of us mm. and um, we were the only black people around at the airport. And you could see how whenever there was a white family, they were able to go up to the passport control as a group. But then mm. when it came to us, they automatically separated us. Mm, like we would so- walk down together and they would be like, stop, 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 stop. And then they would do one, one at a time. And yeah, that's-, just, that, that's, hard, that's heartbreaking and, and scary Even- at the same time. Mm. Yeah, I know. That's so true. As a group, we're frightening. I don't know. Like maybe it's scary to see us as a group. I have no idea. Yeah, but I don't lot- know. I don't understand. Yeah, yeah it's tricky definitely yeah it's interesting to to look at the different experience that we have on airports and in different countries as well right yeah. uh, like you said we covered ukraine uh, yeah do you i've have experienced any- the same in other countries too when i travel with one person another person that is white and i travel with the person and we've been separated i could see everyone else can go up together and then when we come together they automatically tell us to separate. 
as if I'm a criminal or something. I don't I don't understand it. There's a question though. Did did the person you were traveling did they see that that happened, or were were you the only one as the black person that understood what was happening here? Yeah, the person I traveled with did not understand what happened. I had to explain it to the person after. Mm. Um, which yeah, it's just interesting because I don't think they see it the way that we see it because we experience mm-hmm. racism all the time so we're kind mm-hmm. of used to the experience but if you're not mm-hmm. used to uh, being discriminated against you might not see it right away yeah yeah that's the thing that's the thing that reminds me of when I was traveling visiting some friends and and in another country um, and I experienced a lot of racism in that country and um my friends didn't really notice because I was like experienced people laughing whenever I come in, came into the room. When we were at restaurants, people were like staring and pointing and laughing. And I was so like, I was experiencing all of this, but the people I was with didn't really notice. I don't know why they didn't notice. Maybe they were busy doing something else. But it's like that we, we experience so much racism and other people don't really notice it before you eventually say something I, I didn't say something because I was uh, I don't know I don't know what I was thinking at that point I was maybe too scared to say something I didn't want to ruin the trip or anything like Are that the- sure. or you're just used to it which is really sad that we just get used to it that we just don't say yeah anything. but I had never experienced something like like that before I heard about it I heard about it a lot and that's why I encourage people like to look up the places or to talk to people before they travel certain places, you know. Uh, luckily me, I've been traveling a lot and I also have been traveling uh, uh, since I was a young boy, you know. So, and I haven't really experienced that kind of racism, but I've been traveling places where I like, I expected to experience something like that but I didn't at all and I, I think like the countries that are not so very very racist that are more open actually the most educated countries uh, I believe so and those are the countries that actually come far in society that those countries that are more open to other cultures because there's a reason why they are <laughs> that yeah it's interesting so Barbara, you had quite an interesting, not interesting, but mm-hmm. quite serious uh, experience traveling. I don't know if you want to elaborate on that. Yeah, I, I've had a, a few incidences when traveling. I'm, I've traveled quite a lot and, and uh, since a young age and, and can tra- travel a lot still today. Um, I think uh, I have a... a f- like through my experiences, it's been a lot of um, uh, a lot of different ones. Everything from mild, like too many questions at airport, different stairs to to extreme experiences. So I think one uh, one of my worst experiences was uh, the week that I was graduating from university, um, and I was going uh, I was home, but then traveling back because I studied abroad, back to the country for the graduation. And um, unfortunately, I was on my way back. Um, I was uh, arrested in in Finland at the airport there. 
um, I was accused of having a fake passport. Crazy. Uh, yeah, raised black in Norway, right? Um, so obviously I'm I'm Norwegian, but uh, I'm black. Yeah, that's that's a Not problem. And black. When you travel to with a Norwegian passport being black, they don't seem exactly. to believe you or they think exactly. you're a criminal, you've stolen the passport. So I guess that's exactly. kind of the experience you had, right? Exactly, yes. Even though, footnote, there's been Africans in Norway for more than 500 years. I think that's important to know. Um, but still today, as a Black person traveling with a Norwegian passport, you still get asked many questions. Um, so I was, uh, I was held uh, in Finland at the airport. I was escorted as I was getting ready to board my flight now, going to the country where I studied um, and with dogs. And it was really humiliating. Uh, I was escorted through the airport. Everybody was staring, hands uh, handcuffed. Um, and I was, I was brought to a room where I was being interrogated. I'm not going to go into all of the details, but like, um, so uh, they were obviously talking to them and talking in between them in Finnish, um, which I don't understand. Uh, but then they were talking to me in Norwegian and, and the way they were talking to me was not, not properly. They were yelling and, and, and uh, then I was asked to take pictures. I took the pictures as well. Um, I was question, asking them why this was happening. No clear answer. It was more just the, your passport is not real. And they were not speaking proper English or not, they were not fluent in English either. Um, I remember one point that just really hit me hard was when they asked me to get, um, at one point they asked me to get undressed. And wow. it was, I was like, but why do it? Like, what, what does this have to do with anything? And they pointed at a sign in Finnish. Obviously, I don't understand Finnish. Where they say that's where it says there that you have to get undressed for us to check that you don't have anything on you. Um, I stood I, I stood on my word and I just refused, refused, refused. And they said that actions will be held and they're not letting me go until I do it. Um, but 100% I did not and I refused. Wow. Um, yeah. So sad. Yeah, it, it was an yes. experience. I think uh, at one point I was allowed to have one phone call and I called you, right? Yeah, because I remember I was in Norway at that time. Uh, so you called home and I picked up the phone and you were crying mm. and you were like, Nancy, Nancy, I'm in prison, help kind of thing. Mm. And I just panicked and my heart just almost stopped and I just, I didn't know what to do. Uh, mm. So I... I think I don't remember. I think you had to hang up, or I can't remember how we. Yeah, I had to. Yeah, you had to hang up, and then I called the police, the Norwegian police, and I was told, uh, "Why are you calling this number? This is not the number to call for that." What? And then I was told, and I I just didn't know. I'm like, "What do I do then?" It's like, "Well, this is not the number to call. Try this number," and then I called another number that he gave me. And they also said, oh, we can't do anything. And then I was just like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I was thinking, oh, like, Barbara's in prison in Finland. <laughs> what am I going to do? Uh, so I called the uh, Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Mm. Um, and uh, I called them. And uh, basically, a woman on the phone just said, I explained what happened. And the response was, 
we're not going to sue Finland over this if you think that's what we're going to do. What? Just like, what? Like, that's right. not the response that I was expecting to get. I was like hoping someone would like wow. help me and help us get Barbara out of prison and safely home or to her destination. Um, but, and then, yeah, I, I just, I didn't know what to do. There's like nothing I can do. And Barbara, I can't remember, like, how did you get out eventually? Because there's nothing I could do. Like, no one that helped yeah. me in Norway. It was crazy though, because after we spoke with you, um, they started calling uh, the police and they called the police in Canada and the police in Norway and put it on speaker. And honestly, this was a joke for them, right? Because they were laughing while they were doing wow. this. And the, so in Canada, they were asking, no, first they were asking me, what's the most famous uh, famous uh, building in, in Canada? They didn't oh, yeah, know that. Yeah, I remember you said that. So I see in Towers. So they called the police in Canada to verify. They asked me, what's the most famous thing, place uh, that's Canadian? I said, Tim Hortons. So basically they, they did that. And then they did the same thing to Norway where they asked, um, what, they asked me to say things in Norwegian. And the Norwegian police were on this. They were also asking like, for me to say things. And then they asked the Norwegian police, is, it fluent? is she fluent? And then they said, yes, she's fluent. And then wow. I asked, but what are, I asked them in the region, but what are you going to do? Like, I'm stuck here. Um, and then they hung up. And I was there overnight. Um, wow. And eventually, honestly, from like, eventually they, they let me go. They, they left me alone in the room a few times. They came and they said some things and then they left again. Eventually they let me go. And they said, okay, your passport is fine. Uh, I was very annoyed, uh, but obviously I knew that I just wanted to leave the country ASAP. As I was leaving the room, another black uh, woman with her child went into that same room I was sitting in. So I was like praying for them. Like, I hope they don't go through what I went through. Wow. And eventually I was allowed to go. And then I had to wait another night because the plane, I had just, they let me go as, right after my plane had taken off, which they also did on purpose. So I had to stay another night and and then catch the flight to Canada. That is incredible. I I have no words. It's no, me neither. I'm like that story. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going into imagine. details, but it's yeah, and it's it's really uh, for me personally. I think. <laughs> to be honest, I think it's the first time I properly told, not pro obviously I didn't properly tell the story, but I don't really tell the story. Um, mm. But I think almost all of my friends knows that I hate airports. Yeah, They don't, not everyone knows why, but everyone knows that I hate airports. Even like going early to airports, there's a reason why I'm always late, guys. <laughs> like, I just hate airports. I cannot stand them. Yeah, yeah, because we're always like, Barbara, you're always so loud. I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I cannot. And mom is always like, oh, you have to be six hours before the plane takes yeah, off. Yeah, like, but she, <laughs> she exaggerates. So. <laughs> I know. <laughs> she definitely exaggerates I think <laughs> what hurts a lot is no one helped us mm. and I just yeah. wonder if it, the story would be different if you were white you just, that is a question you hit the nail because yeah, why, why wouldn't they help like it's no, it doesn't make sense yeah you're a Norwegian citizen I know it hurt though like it's not the first time obviously but like it was one of the moments where it just hits me that 
nobody helped me. I'm all alone. Like this passport is nice. I travel around the world and I'm blessed uh, to mm. be Norwegian. But does that mean that when I really get in trouble, like I'm nobody's gonna fight for me? Like that's what was like going through my head. And you know, obviously after that, like I was completely a mess, right? So it was such, mm. it's yeah. So it's uh, it's definitely such a hard thing to swallow is the fact that nobody helped me. Obviously, you guys, <laughs> Nancy, you helped, but like I mean, like, <laughs> I tried at least. I tried. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it was like I'm all alone. This is not, uh, yeah, it was hard. And obviously it's hard to talk about, but I think, as we said in the beginning, it's something we think it's important to talk about because there's many people who go through this and don't know that it is not normal, but uh, that other people go through it as well, right? So it's important Mm -hmm. to have this conversation. And that's the only, only reason why I'm sharing my experience, because I know for myself, when this first happened to me, how, how difficult it was to swallow, like it was hard. So, and I didn't know anyone else that had been through this at all. But then I started reading and I learned, like, like just doing more research about it. And I saw that, okay, it does happen. Like, but how do you handle it? Right. Yeah. So what, Mm. yeah, what can, what, and then you just start analyzing what you did. And obviously I didn't do anything wrong for that to happen, but at least you know that it can happen, unfortunately. And you would just need to know how to deal with it if it happens again. Yeah, and I def- I think your experience just goes back to the question, like, are you ever Norwegian enough? Uh, mm. You're Black with a Norwegian passport, but are you considered in Norwegian enough to get the help that you should get when you're in that situation? Mm. Mm. No, yeah, just yeah, just like our like the podcast name that we've chosen, like raised Black in Norway, like you said, Barbara, that. Yeah, you're raised black in in Norway. You'll you'll never be like a real uh, Norwegian kind of. Mm. Even so, you always have your color to like identify who you really are. Yeah, and it just goes back to when I traveled. When I tend to travel to Norway, uh, sometimes I'll be asked questions like, "Like, how long are you in Norway for? Why are you in Norway?" <laughs> why are you coming to Norway? And I'm like, I'm a Norwegian citizen. <laughs> like you, you have my passport in your hand. Um, so it's just Definitely. things like that. Yeah, I get the same thing. The crazy thing though, it's talking about questions with passports is when you get, I don't know if this happens to you guys, but it happens to me all the time. Well, not all the time, but often, but you're basically getting ready to board the plane or like there's passport check or something and you show your passport and then they ask for another ID yeah definitely it's like but isn't the passport the strongest one that we have like what what else do you need yeah it's always just me and then I turn around and nobody else it's just me if I'm the only black person there it's because we're constantly seen as criminals for whatever reason so it's not right like this needs to change because they like is every single black person a criminal is that how people see it until proven innocent i was gonna say until proven guilt no until proven yeah anyways forget it (laughs) (laughs) and then always the the thought of like what you wear when i don't know if you guys have that but Mm, what you wear when you go to the airport what you wear and i see so many people like they're so chilled and what they wear like a lot of other races and stuff and then like uh, when you go to the airport a lot of black people in suits and like the nice clothes this is something 
my fiance will, I think, never understand because I've tried to explain it. I've never explained like the reason why I think like that. Like you have to dress up, you have to look your best when you go to your airport. But it's just something that's not um, not a reality in mm. in people who don't experience being racial profiled kind of when you go to the airport and also just bringing my passport I always bring my passport like in Norway you can travel within Norway without your passport but I always bring it because I just I feel safer that way yeah that's interesting interesting. Interesting. me too though I would always bring it even if it was like an area you can travel without passport I would always bring my passport Mm -hmm. 100% and yeah it's interesting how yeah it's I don't know. I said it last time, but it's like a heavy weight to carry. Like you always have to think about what you're wearing when you go to the airport. You have to w- think about like everything. Like I would, I can wear like shield clothes, but it would be like nice shield clothes, right? Like tights and like nice, nice jumper, nice. Like, so not look, to try and look more professional. You get it? Mm, yeah. Yeah. You don't have to dress in a suit that much. <laughs> no, at no, least no. Look your best. Yeah. Yeah, that's life. But I can also understand that they're doing their job, which they like to say. Uh, but it, it's like it's like you say, Barbara, it's such a heavy burden. It's so you get so tired because even like mm. when you're traveling with a Norwegian passport, they they want to test your Norwegian. They tend to mm-hmm. test whether or not you speak Norwegian. And yep. you know that if it was the other way around, they wouldn't test a person, a white mm. person with a Norwegian passport and test whether or not they speak Norwegian. So you know would, it's about yeah. the color of your skin. Yeah, it's true. I always say, like, whenever I arrive to Norway, I always say to the to the guards, like, hi, like, really, really yeah. Norwegian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I repair. know, I did that too. And they're like, oh, you're Norwegian. You're Norwegian. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, there's, no, this is, I don't know if I should say this, but I'm going to say it. But, like, the worst thing is when they test your Norwegian and your Norwegian is better than them. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and it really it happened to me a few times and it really get annoyed. I get, I really get annoyed. Like not, I don't show it, but it's just like, really though? Really? <laughs> like, <laughs> Anyways, I shouldn't have said that, but yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I didn't think because okay, I wasn't sure I'm gonna, I was going to share this, but like in the spirit of sharing for people to learn and for people to to have a discussion. And, and I think we we said this last time that it is an open a safe space, right? Not open space, but a safe space. Um, but yeah, so so also with with the fear of, of airports as well. Um, you guys remember France, right? Yeah. I feel like um, I'm always in the picture when this thing happens. <laughs> for whatever we reason. Call, yeah. We call, we always call you, don't we? <laughs> Whenever we're in trouble, it's like, Nancy. <laughs> You're like the second mom. Okay. Um, I'm not that old, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a huge generational gap. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. A medium gap, medium gap. <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, like going back to that is, uh, so this was my first uh, really bad experience at the airport. So Finland was like nothing compared to this. Um, and I was also very much younger, uh, was in, in Paris on holiday. And then on my way back, uh, there was a group of us, uh, 
three of us were black and then two others were non-black um we uh, uh were so to make a long story short um it was uh, experienced abuse unfortunately at physical abuse at the hands of, of the police um we uh just talking from my own experience there were two of us who experienced it um and uh, obviously the two were black uh, i was one of them and and had four policemen bearing in mind that i was i was very young so i had four policemen who who uh, physically uh i could say attacked uh were, were beating on me um and then uh, ended up being uh, uh brought to uh uh, the police station as well and sort of they they said that I was arrested but I was not in a jail in a cell or anything I was um I was brought into this room where where other police officers were working and I was told to sit and stare at the wall so I was staring at the wall for several hours and 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 yeah so and you were um, only like about 15 or so wasn't it yeah I was I was yeah I was 15 years old and the interesting part was because the beating, uh, the beating took place at the airport. So I had, uh, like I said, about four police officers on me, and uh, and they uh, hadn't. They they I think they assumed I was older. So as soon as they saw my passport, opened it up and saw the page, they knew I spoke French. They said in French um, that, "Wow, she's only she's only fifteen. And then they stopped with me, like completely, like just let me go. Uh, they were holding me up. They let me go, so I fell. And then they took the other person who was older. Um, and then, uh, luckily, uh, luckily, somebody was there. I'm telling the story in pieces because I don't want to tell the details. But somebody was there and witnessed it. Um, and uh, the person told me that this unfortunately happens often. Um, and he knows where we can find the other person that they took away. So I, we left. I left the other people at the airport, and I went with him because um, obviously we didn't know where the other person was taken. And that's when we went to the police office. And he dropped no, he dropped me up far away, and he was like, "I'm taking you there, but I'm not going to tell you. Like, like I'm leaving you here, but just walk in, and you will find him. And just insist he will be there. Blah blah." Uh, and that's when they said, okay, I'm under arrest and I have to sit and watch the wall and, and stuff like that. And every time I turned around, somebody was hitting me in the back. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I had to stare at this wall. Um, but anyways, so that's uh, that was like my first encounter with physical abuse by police officers at an airport. Yeah, that's scary because you were so young too. And I don't think we had ever heard of anything like that like police beating people never never although it probably happened a lot um we had never heard of that before so I just I remember I was in France at the time too and my uncle woke me up to tell me oh uh, Nancy your your siblings have just been beaten up by police and they're in jail and I was just like I just didn't know what to do I, I, I remember I started crying and just I, I was just shocked um yeah so that that's what I remember from specifically around that time 
and then just remember when we all got back to Norway, how we went to see some lawyers and Barbara, you went to a doctor too. Yeah. Just going back to like when that story, when you got the story as well, I remember that like we didn't tell the, everything that happened had happened. Right. Cause even now I'm not telling half of the story, but anyways, so when the story was retold around like people that we knew, it was like a joke. Like, huh, how did you end up getting beaten up by the police? Remember? And hmm. and then when we got back to Norway, yes, we went to see the police and, and, and lawyers and everything. And then they closed the case, right? They said yeah. we didn't have a case. And that's when after they had a recommendation, but we have to, but I need to go and see uh, a psychologist. psychologist. Yeah. Yeah. A psychologist. And and uh yeah, this was my first time ever having um sitting having like to open up for a psychologist and so forth. And it was hard firstly because the psychologist did not know about racism at all, right? Yeah. And then, and I had never told the full story of what had happened. I think the only time I've told the full story is to you guys last year, like many, many years after. Um, so for me, I think I told them of it and, and the psychologist was basically just telling me you're crazy. Like you're crazy. This did not happen. So um, he said that I was crazy. This is not, this never happened. Why would would anybody do that? You never told me that. What? So I left this place feeling, and I was doubting myself. I'm like, am I crazy? Like, why would he call me crazy? Like, what is something wrong with me? And after that, I decided, okay, let me not just share the story. Let me just forget what happened. And obviously, wow. don't forget, right? This is when, like, last year with all the, like, obviously, I've tried to, like, block it out and stuff. But last year, a year with, like, all the BLM and everything, it was, that's when it was started just, just coming out. And, and things when you were seeing, like, people getting beaten up by the cops on, on TV and, and so forth. And last, and the last words you were hear that people said before they were killed by uh, by police are the same things that I remember screaming out when like things happened to me so it's like you started like getting like wow this actually like things you can't put things down like that right under a carpet it always comes back again but anyways that was uh, and again just to like close on that again was this whole thing that we went back to Norway we 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 went back to the cops we did this we did that but nobody listened again it was like <laughs> Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm. I think that would, uh, this happens a lot to to black people when you go to a psychologist and try to make them help you, especially if they're white. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's, I heard uh, similar stories. I know that yeah. uh, this is something we can probably touch upon another time, but the representation in psychology and whenever if you're like what you experienced, you experienced someone that didn't know anything about racism, didn't know anything about exactly. maybe being discriminated against. And you, that's to show that how important that is, that you have someone professional to talk to that actually know what you're going through or can understand. It's so important. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think uh, a lot of people like, Obviously, not everyone experienced something so extreme, right? Why did? I, why is it me? <laughs> like, um, 
but not everyone goes through things that are so extreme but i think like we discussed as well um around like this there's so many other things that that does happen right the small things as well so so if, if a person is asking too many questions when i'm showing my passport and i can feel that they don't believe that this is my passport or it goes to the extreme of like finland or the extreme of france for me it's the same thing it touches me as hard i think yeah well i yeah. can understand after experiencing yeah. that for sure yeah and imagine how many people experience that and just cannot talk about it or mm. not getting the help that they need exactly we really need, to, we really need some change we do yeah. need some change and like also going back to what we discussed before i think like i encourage like i've seen so many like blogs and and there are books now out on on traveling while black um it's uh i think it's 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 interesting to read and i think uh i don't know it would be interesting to hear if like like it would be interesting to hear from like other other experiences that other people have as well whilst traveling um definitely i, I think for people who are writing blogs that they must continue because we, i learned so much from reading about others experiences there's a This book, uh, Traveling Wild Black by Nanjala Nyabula, that I'm reading, and I know that Nancy has also read, and just recommend re- recommend that because um, there are a lot of stories there that are interesting and um, educating. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so today has been quite heavy, hasn't it? Yep. <laughs> I feel like my heart is is heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you want to talk about? I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, basically, it's like we could say that people do not really understand what it is as we as Black people or minorities are going through on a day-to-day uh, struggle. And it's got to be a change. And It's like when people try to speak about it or when people try to talk about it, even though they are not uh, experiencing, experiencing it, they are getting shut down. You know what I mean? In a certain yeah. mm. So, like, mm. as I said, like, not to hurt any feelings, but, like, you don't understand anything like what I go through on a day-to-day basics. 100%. 100%. Like, yeah, I think you had the point there with being don't shut understand, down. Don't think you understand what, what like, how it felt, how it feel, like, to be us at all, you know? Yeah. You, you have no idea. Because don't rewrite our experiences, Some, some people, like, oh as, 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 as we have these debates about who are privileged or not, you know, uh, like, as we'll say, like, okay, you you are more privileged than us and you probably say no that that's not true at all but there's a reason why we say it because you are not going through the same stuff as we are it doesn't mean that you are not struggling or you you have doesn't have a hard life it just means that you don't understand what it is to be me so be careful yeah. about the way you approach me so true very true preach 100 But just to like, I think building on that, I think that's why we have this, right? Why we have this space to talk, why we 
decided to discuss our experiences as well, to just open that door for, for understanding, open that door for people to listen to mm. our experiences and not my experience as an individual, but our common experiences. Yeah, definitely. So I think maybe if we can start with some concluding words, anyone have anything to add as a conclusion? I don't think that people realize how heavy it can be to be a black person or a minority at an airport or traveling just because you have all these factors that go into the day of traveling, kind of like being extra uh, checked on, experiencing discrimination. Yeah. Mm. And I just wanted to underline, I was sharing these stories to help others understand what it is to live in our reality and also to just ensure that change happens and that no one, like no one needs to experience these things ever again because it's just not right. And we we need to take steps to make a change. We need to lobby together and just ensure that things get better for Black people around the world. Not only Black, but minorities minorities and people that experience discrimination Mm. yeah he said that so eloquently so it's difficult coming after you (laughs) um okay but i think for me it's important honestly guys uh, if you're listening to this podcast um and you don't resonate with what we say and you've never experienced racism or, or or discrimination or anything like that it's better to to do more research and ask the questions instead of, like Junior said, shutting it down. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important to listen to other people's experiences. I often do that with other people of color uh, and other people, like other people, to understand like what they go through as well. Only then can we make a change, right? And I think, I think again, just stressing the importance of of just being a being nice, being open to learn, being uh, being understanding and also taking a stand if you see anything like this if you see any anything happening like like Ingrid's in- incident where where she, that what she experienced while she was traveling or anyone being questioned too much at the airport or something like that then don't just stand there and look like do something yeah mm. take yeah. a stand for yeah. sure well Thank you for listening. I hope that you learned something today and that you can think about what we talked about and maybe do something next time if you see anything happening around you. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you.